Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tweet us at underscore Adam Crowley at score and door and at Paul Zeiss on Twitter. Brought to you by South Hills Kia and Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Joining us right now on the fan hotline is our buddy from PFF, Brad Spielberger. The hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh-trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. Brad, first off, thanks for coming on with us. Did you talk about the front office of the Steelers being interested in Justin Fields before we had you on Tuesday, or were you holding out on us? Did I miss it, or did you just not give us that information? I wouldn't say holding out on you. You know, I I don't know. I I wasn't necessarily trying to break any news, per se. There's been a lot of conversation going around uh, the old National Football League about the Pittsburgh Steelers and Justin Fields. I've heard uh, that there are some, you know, uh, Adam Schefter mentioned Mike Tomlin specifically. Right. I heard some people in the front office are also just fans of his. But look, it's not supposed to be some like groundbreaking thing. I don't think a trade is imminent or anything like that. But um, I think Pittsburgh, you know, uh, kicking the tires on a lot of different things, uh, exploring all options available, uh, and may- maybe Justin Fields is one of them. What do you think the asking price would be for Fields right now? And do you think that'll be the asking price if, say, we get to the draft? I think you're looking at a second-round pick and change. Um, and, and I do think both all parties want to get this done, maybe not before free agency starts, but, but early on. Because you want to have an idea of what your free agency is going to look like from both a who you're going to sign at which position. Uh, you know, if you're an acquiring team for Justin Fields, are you willing to sit out and not sign – you know, a Ryan Tannehill, a Jacoby Brissett, a Gardner Minshew, whatever. Um, and, and if you also bring him in, you're probably picking up that fifth-year option, $22 million fully guaranteed for 2025. So you just there's a lot of things you get to figure out. Um, so I would imagine it happens a good bit before we actually get to the draft. Brad, you got George Pickens, you got Deontay Johnson, and then you got uh, not much behind those two at the wide receiver spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Should they consider – Drafting a receiver in the first round this year? They do need a third receiver. It is one of the higher priorities on their list. I don't know about first-round pick. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed because you do have Deontay Johnson now going into the last year of his contract. Um, you know, so, so you are, in, in a way, maybe preparing for the future. So I guess I would say this. like If it falls a certain way, they're sitting at 20, and there's a really, really good player there, maybe a Brian Thomas Jr. from LSU or – you know, insert a million different names here uh, that people are going to throw out over the next couple months. But I wouldn't prioritize it, but I wouldn't shy away from it if I love a prospect there. Looking at, looking at your grading system, what are your thoughts on 
the Steelers going out and getting someone like Tyler Boyd? Does he still have enough to add to the Steelers? Yeah, so I do think he'd be a, a solid slot option. You, you then have a very definitive role for him in the middle. Uh, you can keep George and Deontay on the outside, although I did like moving them inside a little bit here and there. Um, he, he did not look quite like the same player uh, last year that he has in recent years, not just his grade, which I do think was his lowest in a while, but just throw on the tape, and you, and you see a guy that's a little bit less bursty, uh, you know, less yards after the catch, less bouncing off of contact, but he's still a very solid, very capable slot receiver, extremely sure-handed, you know, a good safety valve for any young quarterback, whether it's Kenny or somebody else. Uh, yeah, definitely a solid option. I don't think it'll break the bank to sign him in free agency. Uh, but, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be lying if I said he's still playing at the peak of his powers. Our friend Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus joining us here in the Fan Morning Show, which is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Brad, we had a Steelers beat writer yesterday say he thinks that there's a chance that Broderick Jones is the Steelers starting right tackle again next year. If the Steelers don't draft a tackle, if they don't find a guy in free agency, could you see Dan Moore Jr. being a good right tackle in the NFL, or does he profile more as a swing guy than either starting role? He's a swing guy to me. Uh, I just don't see a functional anchor, uh, you know, in play strength to to be a starting tackle in this league. Uh, he was, I want to say, responsible for the the highest percentage of a team's pressures in the entire NFL this past year for us. It was like 26% of all, and obviously the offensive line didn't play great at times, you know, overall. Uh, no, he's just, you know, it, it's a success story. It is impressive that as a, you know, late-round draft pick, he's even been able to play at all, I want to say, what, fifth-rounder. But I just I just still don't see it when I watch the tape. Uh, you know, this past year there were some games that were really a, a struggle from start to finish in pass protection. So I don't hate the idea of Roderick at right tackle because he's such a good run blocker that I think that's part of their thinking there is they just want him to – you know, pull lead, and and also you saw him, you know, pull across the formation as well, um, and, and get get ahead of steam in space and, and get moving, and it led to a lot of very successful, very explosive runs, which I guess you know, in, in a way, sometimes you see more on the right side. But I, I, you, you got to find another tackle. You know, they move on from Chuck Sakura for, yeah, like not that's what I mean. I just I, I do not see it with Dan Moore Jr. Brad, you got Caleb Williams, you got Drake May, and let's say Jaden Daniels. Who is your next quarterback after those three go in uh, the NFL draft? The next guy that will be taken is J.J. McCarthy. I think mm, he's going to go way higher than he probably should. Wow. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I put money on that at that point, that he, he's the QB4. <laughs> um, you know, and, and for me, I, you know, look, there are tools there. He has a live arm. Uh, he is a good athlete, but – I sit, throw, the, throw the tape and see kind of only fastballs, not a lot of touch. Um, I, I see a guy that, you know, it's not his fault, but, you know, some games he throws the ball eight times a game and they just, you know, pound the rock and it's all he needs to do. And, again, that's not, you know, they're winning games, so you can't hold that against him. But I do think he will be the fourth quarterback taken. I, I probably wouldn't draft him if I was a team. Um, and, and then I think you'll see, you know, Bonix, Michael Penix, Michael Pratt. I'd rather take a, a chance on one of those guys uh, particularly for me, my, my guy is Michael Pratt is, as a you know late second, third round pick uh, that I would go for, take a swing on if I was not in that top three. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing about we've talked with the steel. You know, with respect to the Steelers, perhaps taking a quarterback, um, and the name that keeps coming up is Bo Nix. What is his upside in the NFL? 
Yeah, so Bonix is also a good athlete. It's a guy you can run some some design QB run with. Uh, he is functional throwing on the move. It is accurate to uh, you know outside the numbers, intermediate deep can throw, moving to his left, moving to his right. You know, I, I think there's some a, a little bit of a cap. I mean, he's going to be 24, 25 years old in the near future. Uh, played a ton of football though, and has seen pretty much everything. But I do think sometimes at Oregon with him, you saw. You know, avoiding the middle of the field a little bit and just kind of throwing a lot of fades and, and corner routes and just keeping things near the sideline. You know, again, maybe that's, that's just a function of the offense he's running, but, you know, it's a heavy RPO. Um, there will be a little bit of an adjustment to just kind of play more of an NFL style, but no, he's a functional quarterback. I think he can be a starter in the league. I just, I don't know if I see a ton of upside per se. Brad, this was wonderful as always. Thank you very much. Thank you guys. Thanks, Take Brad. care. Brad Spielberger, pro football focus. He said last week after he came on with us that there are people within the Steelers front office that still are kind of drooling over Justin Fields. Second round pick and change, I just don't think they're going to do. Third round pick. That's enticing. Very enticing. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you don't have to pick up the option. You don't. Like, that's the one thing. They got to take 23, 25 million bucks. You don't have to. I mean, it could make it quite dicey on the back end if he were to play and play well but then is it even a problem like if you don't pick it up he beats out Kenny Pickett plays well and now you gotta franchise him in order to give him an extension like that's actually not that's a good place (laughs) like if he's that good right you can always franchise him. as we say you're gonna have to if you you want to pay your quarterback 40 50 million because that means he's playing at a high level and that's but that's the going rate of it right and if Kenny Pickett plays well this year you're gonna have to give him the fifth-year option after this season, you're going to have to pay somebody. You, you just are at some point. But mm-hmm. Real quickly, I, this little uh, get-up show here, they said th- there was a question. No, there was, the question was, who is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC? And they had five people answer. Two answered the Ravens and three answered the Bengals. So basically, the AFC North has, has got the two biggest threats to the Chiefs. That ain't good for the Steelers. I would say I I just can't. And I, I'm a bigger Lamar Jackson fan than just about anybody in Pittsburgh. I think he's a hell of a player. You don't win two MVPs without it. I'm at the point now where I need to see him do it in the playoffs. Joe Burrow's done that. But to your point, Paul, that's what you're looking up at. So go get Justin Fields, hopefully, for a third-round pick. Uh, the fan text line is brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Coming up next, the subject of today's Fan Morning Show Twitter poll brought to you by PJ Fitzpatrick, home improvement, trustpj.com. And there's fighting on social about this right now. Daytona 500 wraps up yesterday. Is NASCAR a sport? We're going to get into it. Hot, heavy, debate style. Next, but first. It's an Austin Beck told fan headline. There's been a lot of discussions about the Steelers and potentially Justin Fields. According to Albert Breer of SI, the Bears are expected to have a plan in place at the quarterback position by next week at the scouting combine in Indianapolis. And that the Bears have also gotten a lot of inquiries from other teams about Fields at the Senior Bowl. Headlines are Power Bowser and Genesis Semenroville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. And now here's Doran. Brad Spielberger of PFF, who we just talked to, is a lawyer, and he knows how much it means to represent someone in a legal situation. Nearly everyone will need a lawyer at some point in life, but how do you find the right lawyer for your specific situation? The Allegheny County Bar Association Lawyer, lawyer Referral Service is your trusted source 
for finding the right attorney for your specific case. It could be an employment situation, a tax issue, a real estate dispute, a DUI, you name it. The Bar Association will help you find the right lawyer. There's no fee to use the service, and you get a free 30-minute consultation with your lawyer. Check out their website, getapittsburghlawyer.com, or give them a call, 412-261-5555, and explain your situation. That's 412-261-5555, or getapittsburghlawyer.com. Pardon my ignorance on this, but William Byron wins the Daytona 500 yesterday. I had never heard of that guy until he won the Daytona 500. How many guys do you really know? Is Denny Hamlin still going? Yes. Earnhardt Jr.? What happened to Jeff Gordon? He's still around? I think he's retired. Dang. You know any of these guys? Joey Logano? I know names. I don't know anything (sighs) about them. I don't know anything about these guys either. And I know that a lot of people like NASCAR. I'm not pooping on NASCAR here. If that's your bag, that's your bag. I've had a couple pops and watched some NASCAR <laughs> races in the past. You can bet on it still, right? So, uh, yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what's incredible is if you're driving in the south and you turn on your radio, like you just have AM radio on, you can listen to NASCAR races in places like Tennessee. I'm thinking to myself. That's got to be hard to do. <laughs> oh, uh, But they broadcast. I mean, they're all – I'm thinking to myself, there are people probably who sit here and listen to – how do you listen to a race? How do you even do the play-by-play? That's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, well, Joey I mean, Logano's I guess, I guess in first, I, Jeff Gordon's in second. Yeah, five minutes yeah, later, it's same not, thing. But, but it's not like the, it's not like horse racing, where it's like a minute, you know, where you say, hey, you know, racing first is this guy, racing second. Oh, he's on the outside. I mean, usually a guy that is first in first place for like 50 laps or 100 right? laps. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We're talking hours and hours of them going round and around. That's what I mean. Yeah, I guess I, there's a lot of stories to tell. I mean, throughout the time, like if and then they pan the different cars, even though that car's not in first place. Like you go Bubba Wallace, like you just tell his story and be like, oh, well, Bubba last week was trying to do this, this, and I mean. I guess that can probably get yeah. you through with all but the that, amount of cars and guys yeah, that are Bubba racing. Yeah, Bubba Wallace in fourth right but now. But that's radio. Right. Right. I mean, that's TV. Could you imagine right. on the radio? On the radio. That? That's tough. That's tough. And the question is this. It's the subject of our fan morning show Twitter poll today. Is NASCAR a sport? 56% of voters say yes. I'm a little surprised that our listeners say yes. That means 44% of people say no. I actually agree. I think it is a sport. Why? You got to be a quick twitch athlete, I think. And- your body's got to be able to withstand so much. You got to be a technician, obviously. You got to be on your P's and Q's, but you got to be you got to be athletic, I think, to pull that off. Well, what's athletic? What's the definition of bang a, of athletic in your bang? Mind? Pull the shift, bang, turn the wheel. A, a, a quick, quick reflexes, I think, are part of it, which I think is athleticism. A sport is to me an athletic movement. Now, this might be a skilled competition. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have some serious skills to be able to drive a car that fast, right? that long, put your body through that stuff. I mean, that is, it's a, uh, it, it, it's, it's definitely difficult. I'm not, you know, I'm not discrediting yeah. NASCAR at all. I think it's a fantastic event. But for me, a sport is an athletic movement. Um, did you ever play in the Belk Bowl or the... Charlotte Bowl. Yeah, we, 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 we got to sit in the NASCAR with the driver, okay. and they took us around. So, I was going to say, I always used to think it was not a sport, that these were not athletes. Until that, the Richard Petty driving experience at Lowe's Motor Speedway, 
where you got a chance to do like what? What was it? Four or five laps or whatever it was with a driver in the car. Okay. Oh, man. And here's was that did it too. It and, here, and here's what I would. Yeah, I mean, here some of the linemen getting in and out of the car was kind of fun. But 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 since I was covering it, I got to do it both times. There both times I was there with Pitt, right? And this is what I said when I got out. The noise, the heat, the sounds, the smells. And you're on that track going 180, 200 miles an hour with 39 other cars around you, inches from you, and you got to do that for four hours? The focus, they're athletes, man. you got to be uh, – that, that to me – the focus to be able to do that, to be able to hang, you got to be in shape mentally, physically. Everything you check a box with comes to an athlete. I said, it's completely changed my perspective. See, I'm with you on all of that. And I would also add this you could not pay me enough money to get one of those. I would not even, I would not ride shotgun. No, no way in hell. Absolutely not. You're almost like off the ground at one point. When yeah. you go around the bend, you're yeah. like off the ground. Nah, not going to happen. When you look, when you looked out there, when you got in the car and you looked out at the first curve, you're like, wait a minute, we're, we're um, going to do, because it's, and the, and, the, and the driver told me, you couldn't take that curve at like less than about 70 miles an hour because <laughs> your car would flip over. Like you have to be going. And and I think what, what they told us was what we went like, uh, 160 something around the curves and 180 something on the straightaways. Nah. But you couldn't take that curve at like less than 70, 65, 70 miles an hour, or your car would tip over. Statute but, of limitations, boys. But think about it. Yeah. You got to do that. We did it. There was what, five cars on the road when we did it, when it was a Richard Petty driving? You got to do it with 39 other guys trying to beat you. And you're driving at that speed and that level for. For, for for four hours, basically. It, it's not like cruise control where you're <laughs> on the highway and you're like, all right, yeah, no one's around. I'm just chilling. No, you got to be mentally locked in or rug row raggy. And so I'll ask you this. I just said statute of limitations. No one's getting in trouble here. What's the fastest you ever got your car up to? Like oh. you driving. I'm not I'm not even fucking with stuff like that. Probably like 100. You're not you're not that kind uh, of guy. Uh, you're, you're not uh, going A B Yager nah. style. Well, I'll nah. tell you, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, kind of funny, ironic, funny story is going down to Charlotte. So I wrote a blog back then, at the Post Gazette, and I basically said to Pitt fans, "There's no excuse for you to not go to this game. It's cheap in Charlotte. It's easy to get to Charlotte. It's about a six-hour drive from Pittsburgh." And of course, I had all these people saying. It's so you can't get from Pittsburgh to Charlotte in six hours, to which I said, oh. So, of course, set out. Pulled out of the old office of 34 Boulevard of the Allies. Set the timer. I'm going. So we get down, I get down, and I had like an old, uh, I had a, a rental car. It was, a, it was a Chevy Celebrity. I get into, Ohio, into North Carolina, and I'm looking at the clock, and I'm like, hey, I, I got a shot here to, to do it in less than six. So I'm, all of a sudden, I see this sports car come blowing past me. And I'm thinking to myself, perfect, you know, <laughs> perfect. I pull out, and I'm trying to – I have the thing floored, and I'm trying to catch this guy in a sports car, and he's, like, actually pulling away from me. So all of a sudden, I feel the car going – The governor of the car actually was shutting down because I was going too fast. So I looked down, and it had one of those old dials like that. The old speedometer. The old speedometer. The last number was 115. 
I was flatlined. So I'm probably doing what, 125, 130? So I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta slow down here a little bit, right? When I got back down to like 85, 90, it felt like I was standing still. Oh, my but God. But then I started thinking to myself, how fast was that guy going? Right. So when I got down there, you know, the, after I got out of the Richard Petty driving experience, I think it was EJ's like, hey, what'd you think of it? I said, well, it's only this, it's the second time this week I went, I, I, I hit triple digits in my car. But yeah, that's a true story. And then, by the way, 34 Boulevard of the Allies to uh, what's that, North Trade Street, where the uh, Sheridan or Hilton or was it, right? Five hours, 50 minutes. Holy cow, Paul. Yeah, moving. Now was, we're going, we're, we're talking 130. That's yeah. not my best driving. Uh, that's not my best driving ever. See, I, I went 88 in a 55 with my Kia Rio. I would have liked to push that more. Uh, it was it was bittersweet because I got the t- I got a ticket, and also it's the fastest that anybody's ever gone in a 2009 Kia Rio. Mm-hmm. I feel like I set the world speed record mm-hmm. in that thing. I got I did I did here to uh, Notre Dame to here. I did it about four and a half hours. Oh my! I just yeah. did that in seven <laughs> hours. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's my best driving ever. But I digress. Coming up next, <laughs> Tyler Kennedy is going to join us. Uh, so much to get into with Tyler. The trade deadline approaching for the Penguins. Some comments that Eric Carlson had. We'll get to in the 9 o'clock hour. But one, his thoughts on the Yarmir Yager ceremony as well. That's all next with Tyler Kennedy right now. It's an Austin Bechtold fan headline. Penguins and Islanders tonight at PPG Paints Arena at 7 o'clock. The Penguins made some line changes yesterday at practice also with the D pairings. Crosby, Raquel, and Rust. Malkin, O'Connor, Phillips. Top two lines. Eller running with Pustinen and Riley Smith. Jeff Carter with White and Harkins. And the defense pairings being Joseph Latang, Pedersen, Carlson, Graves, Ruedel. Staying pretty similar, but Poole Jarvie and Ludwig were the extra pairings that did not find their way into the regular practice rotation. Headlines of Robert Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more. Go to 937thefan.com. And now here's Crowley. Thank you so much, Austin. Crowley here for my friends at Mentality. When I look in the mirror, I go, what the hell happened to me? I'm not what I used to be. But I have two kids at home, a newborn. I wake up every day around 3 o'clock, so it makes some sense. I just I don't sleep, so I look like I do. Maybe you don't know what your problem is. You're going to the gym, you can't put up as much weight. You're walking up the steps, and you're getting out of breath. Perhaps your problem is low testosterone. Mentality wants to find out. Board-certified physicians will give you a blood test to let you know if low testosterone is the cause of all your problems. The blood test covered by insurance. If low testosterone is your problem, They'll fix it for you. If it's not, here's why I love them so much. The blood test will yield results. They'll point you in the right direction. I trust them. You should, too. Mentality. Go to LowTUSA.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tuesday, 835, that means we're joined by Tyler Kennedy. Tyler, good morning, brother. How you doing? Good, boys. Uh, what a weekend. What no doubt weekend. about it. How about that Yager ceremony? How'd you, how'd you like that first off? And then any Yager memories from when you played against him, which is just incredible that you did play against Yager. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's, it's insane that I played against them. And, you know, from the weekend, you can just see the Penguins, what they do. They're so great at putting on a performance, putting on a show first class from start you know, pretty much from Friday right till Sunday. You know, they had the right guys in. Um, it was it was awesome. What a great, great, great production. Um, any stories from playing against Yager? You know, just remembering how big he is, his long stick. He had the black tucks. And, you know, the, the one thing I love hearing the stories about him with the girls. You know, I play with a lot of Czech guys. They all love the girls, you know, and he was no different. So it was awesome hearing him, you know, talk about, you know, his parties with – you know, 85 girls and three guys, and, you know, he, he loved to party. So it, it was it was awesome, awesome hearing those stories. TK, do you think your 2009 championship team could have beaten Yager's championship team with Mario in the 90s? That put me on the hot seat. Um, that's a tough one. You know, like, it, it's so hard to compare generations, you know, from players to teams. You know, um, I'll tell you what I you always, do, TK, is you have Matt Cook just take out Lemieux. Yeah, I think they had a couple tough guys, too, that wouldn't be afraid <laughs> yeah. to Matt Cook. So, hey, you think Olds know, might think, have had something to say about that, huh? Yeah, yeah, they, I think their team was a little tougher than ours at the, that time, you know. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if Matt Cook could be running around like he used to with those guys on the ice. The, uh, the thing about it is you'd have to also – specify which era of hockey this game would take place in because they played in a little different era than you guys, right? I mean, the game was pretty different in the early 90s than it was in the late, you know, 2008 or 2009. Yeah, it was kind of just switching over, right, in the 09, 10 year where it was a lot less clutching and grabbing and more of the skating game, you know. It was transitioning with that way and, when you think of when Mario played and those guys, like the ice was a lot smaller just because you always had a guy on you, a guy clutching and grabbing you, not letting you get to the lanes. And a lot of respect for those guys playing in that era because that must have been tough, especially as trying to be a skill guy. You know, I think it was more, you know, patent for guys that were big and, you know, wanting to play that slow, rough and tough game. One of the things that's always sticks out to me, like when I watch Yager score that goal against the Blackhawks in the Stanley Cup final is how many hooks, how many whacks he took. And you think about him and his size, and you think about Lemieux and his size. Man, they're always so impressive to me, the numbers they put up, TK, because you have got to earn every inch of ice you got back then. And for him to be as masterful hanging on to the puck while dealing with that, I mean, that's never lost on me. Yeah, like literally guys on his back. Even, you know, you watch Mario, guys were literally hanging on to him. You know, it was like having a parachute behind you skating up the ice. Like it was, it was 
so different. You know, now you see, you know, McDavid or any of those guys flying up the ice, they get touched at the call. You know, they know how to bring their sticks up. And when I, I remember in 09 or even 08, the Detroit Red Wings really gave me a lesson on, you know, really how to sell it, how to place guys' sticks on their waist to get a penalty. Like that Draper, their third and fourth line guys, you, you would, you know, get your stick on them. They'd literally grab your stick and either bring it up to their face or to their, you know, their hip and take a knee and it automatically looked like a call. And I was like, what? You know, but they were so good at like drawing those kind of penalties, you know, and that was just changing over. So it was, it was very different. TK, is it as easy and, uh, you know, as simple as saying, like Yager said about the power play, uh, the guys just have too much respect for each other. They just need to shoot the puck. Is it, is it that simple to fix this power play? You know, it was interesting hearing him say that because it's probably true, you know, and coming from a guy like that and a guy that, you know, is on the same level as a Crosby, as a, you know, a milk and as a tanger, you know, they can, he can really say that. And it means a lot, you know, and it's, 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 I don't know if it's true. I don't know if I believe that, but when you think of overpassing, that's the first thing that comes to mind. They're trying to keep everyone happy. Oh, I got to pass him. I got to pass him. You know, they're trying to keep guys happy. So it, it was a very intelligent answer for him. You know, and one thing, when I do watch the power play, it just seems like they're just making, you know, when they're entering the zone, they're making that cross-ice pass at the blue line. You know, they're not keeping it simple. When's the last time you see someone soft chip it and win the race to the puck? You know, there's just too many maybe higher skilled guys and not enough guys that are willing to chase down the puck and get it back. You know, like Meyer, you know, Cooney would be, it, it was, it was, he used to call him the honey badger because he'd be so hard on the puck, you know, and he was great at that. Billy Garrett would be hard getting on, you know, first on pucks. Like that's a little bit what I think they're missing on that power play. And, yeah, like there's, they're just making it too fancy and kind of simplifying it. And, you know, if you have Yager here, one of the best ever to play, like if I'm Mike Sullivan, I'm asking him a lot of questions. If I'm Todd Reardon, I'm asking him, hey, what do you see from up top? Because it's a definitely a different game from the ice perspective and seeing it up top. Up top, you really see how plays unravel from upstairs. On ice level – everyone looks different. You know, everyone looks like they're in a line almost or they're, you know, kind of like scattered. We're up there. You can see where the open ice is. So I'd be interesting to see if they're asking him questions because I heard he's here for a couple of days. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it would be great to have him. Again, he's a very intelligent uh, player guy. So We're short on time here, TK. So a one-word answer, and you can smack me through the phone if you think this is stupid, but – if Yager played five minutes on the power play, do you think he'd look at a place right now at 52? Yes. Oh. oh. I kind of want to. See the guys on their power play? The guys on their power play, they're three Hall of Famers, you know, and they're they're 35. You know, Carlson's a Norris Trophy winner. You know, like, they got a lot of power on that power play. It's not like you're having, 
guys that are doing great. You, you have Hall of Fame guys on that power play. Guys that are, you know, maybe two guys are going in the rafters with Yager. You know, and he's 52, guys. Like, <laughs> when, you see, when you see the pressure teams are playing with, you know, I think his mind would still be at that high level. I just don't know if he would produce still. You know, like, again, you, I, I watched a little bit of the, the practice and stuff, and these this this generation is so fast. You know, from I remember when I retired one year, and then the next year I helped Jay Caulfield out with, like, you know, the guys coming back and trying out. And I remember looking and going, Oh my God, like in one year, I don't think I can keep up with this pace. And now being six or seven years out, like that pace is through the roof. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's why they love the, you know, that's why everyone loves the game because how fast, how quick it is. So to, for him to jump in at 52, I, I don't know, I, I just don't see it. But his mind, his hands, you know, you can never probably count a guy. I feel like, you know, a guy that might would be like, you know, Mario, I do his fantasy camp. And there's a guy that it almost feels like he's always like three steps ahead of what you're thinking with the puck, you know, like it, it, it's crazy, you know, and I don't think Yogs is too far behind, but the game is just a little fast for a guy who's maybe that old, you know, I think his mind can probably process it, but again, it'd be hard. TK, you know, you're nine years older than uh, Yager's girlfriend. That's awesome. Man. <laughs> you got it. Like that's awesome. Like you, you see her, not a wrinkle on her face. He's like got great. Like you know, you know when he, when I used to think of guys I loved, like Yoggers, he he grew so many ranks just from this weekend, just from the stories and like how he like you know some of the you know with his presentation things he said about his teammates. Like it was so so authentic and original and funny and you know you can see why he's been around and everyone loves him tk this was awesome man thanks for the time all right boys let's get a win tonight we need one no doubt and we need to get you in for a full hour tk we got to get you in for a show yeah let's go i'm ready all right brother take care tyler kennedy We have destroyed the clock. Hey, TK, give me a one-word answer. 45 minutes later. That was awesome. You don't want I to can stop sit that there and guy. listen to his story all day. 20, me too. 28 years old is what Yager's girlfriend is. 29, yeah. 29. How about I that? I had to look up Tyler Kennedy's age to do the math. Because mm-hmm. I was wondering how young that lady was. I'm sorry, that woman is woman. That woman was, right? 29 years old. What's he? 50, he's 52. Like 52. 52. We'll Good come back, and uh, tonight is a must-win game. Eighty-two-game season tonight. Islanders must win game. We'll get into that for a moment, but first, it's a Becky fan headline. NHL trade deadline Friday, March eighth. Pens tonight against the Islanders at seven o'clock. Penguins currently seventh place in the Metropolitan Division, ten points behind the Philadelphia Flyers for third place in the Metro. Also trailing the Detroit Red Wings for the final wild card spot by nine points. For more fan headlines, go to nine three seven thefancom must win game for the Penguins tonight. They're playing the Islanders, and the Islanders just collect loser points like no one's business. They have 18 games that have gone beyond regulation time. This segment brought to you, by the way, by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Route 19 and Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. We'll get more into the Penguins in full form coming up in about seven minutes here. But we were just talking off air because Tyler Kennedy was giving the lowdown on Yager and saying he was all about the ladies. 
Yager's the biggest sex symbol athlete that this city has ever seen, right? Like the guy that would have the most success with the ladies. I think uh, I think he's got to be number one on the medal. As, as somebody who was in my early twenties, in the early nineties when Yager was around, <laughs> I got to be honest with you. Yancey Thigpen was, I'm just telling you, man. I mean, everyone, all the women, like I said, we were at Chauncey's or Donzies or one of those places. And, and Yager walked in, all the women were, you know, uh, in love, you know. But I'm going to tell you, I ran into more women that were enamored with Yancey Thigpen, maybe even experienced Yancey Thigpen. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I think he I think he gives Yager a run for his own. The difference is he's not nearly the star in terms of big name. In terms of being a handsome dude, though, right. Yancey was a handsome is is a handsome but dude. But not just that, he the, the women went crazy for him. I mean crazy. So the, if he if he was at Yager's level as a player, I think it would be hands down. But because Yager has that extra, you know, aura about him, mm-hmm. probably you, I would say yes. I, I don't think, you just mentioned Troy off the air, and I'll throw Latang in there. Those guys could have been, right, but they weren't cut that way. Mm-hmm. Weren't cut that way. Had not- Close second me. You? Yeah, Yager won yeah. <laughs> sex symbol in Pittsburgh. I, actually, no, then Ron Cook, me, uh, a distant third. But yeah. I'm right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming up next, a one-on-one sit-down. Between Sidney Crosby and The Athletic. Does Crosby want to play out his career here in Pittsburgh? What does Jake Gensel's role have to do with any of that? We'll get to that coming up next. Fan Weather, brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. High 49, low 22. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 